And also, like, I went to a Christian international school. My mom raised me in the church. So I was still very, like, oh, I don't know, like, my virginity is like, kind of out of new. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. Um, should I be waiting for Jesus? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Should I save myself for God? Like, I don't really know. Um, but wait, where was I going with this? Korean Empress Ho Jung in the house. What's up? We have a really funny story about how we met, don't we, Ho Jung? Yes, we do. As yeah. we do with every single one of our <laughs> guests. Yeah, it was my friend's birthday party, and we met in Hipchiro at the uh, what's it called again? Mansanhop. Yeah, I love how I I know, and I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, it's like this really trendy, hip outdoor Korean style like food tent street. It has the most interesting mix of people of like young hip mm-hmm. people and like yeah. the older generation. It's so true. That's why it's so awesome though, because yeah. you have like these hip people in this like dingy as street, you know, in plastic Smelly chairs. Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but their garlic chicken is legit. It was. So it good. really is. Good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think since the weather got a little bit colder, it's going to mm-hmm. be more difficult. So Ho Jung, maybe you want to tell us about where you're from and what you're doing in Korea. Okay, so hello everyone. My name is Ho Jung, aka She's... the Korean Empress. Oh, cr- so hit she... her up on Instagram. <laughs> Yes, please do. Honestly, please do. <laughs> um, please. She's a Scorpio. So Scorpio gang gang is Scorpio season. So let's, you know. Respect all be the Scorpios. Scorpios. Yes, really. Please do. We're sensitive. Um, <laughs> so she's 26 soon. So on Tuesday, I'll be 26. So Korean Damn, age 28. So soon I'm, I'll be singing, I don't want to be no 어른, but 곧 서른. You know, Benzino. <laughs> Shout out to Benzino. I was born in the States. And then... My mom's job got us relocated to Korea when I was in sixth grade. So I moved out here to Korea and then lived here for four years. But I went to an Damn. international school. Okay, okay. So Korean culture-wise, I didn't really get that much of it. And you then, were sheltered in the international bubble. Yes, I was. Yes, mm-hmm. God. And then in middle, no, high school, freshman year of high school, I moved back. So no, 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 sophomore year of high school. And then I graduated college from America. And after Trump got elected, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then I moved back. And now here we are in Tampat Studio <laughs> doing what we do. Yes. How was the transition to Korea? It was rough. Yeah. Tell us a little about it that. It was real rough. Like when I first got here, I was like, I was, I was just, you know, like I grew up super liberal because mm-hmm. I mean, so she's an only child with a single mom. So she grew up really. Sh- or <laughs> I keep talking about myself in the third person. I'm so. <laughs> Yo, no, that's okay. You do you. That's a bisexual. That, not bisexual, but that's like a queer thing. Yes. Is always like uh-huh. calling things she and her. Uh-huh. Like this studio right now. Or, or they. She's, yeah, or yeah. they. But like this studio right now. Like she's real cute. The studio's real cute. She's okay. cute. She is uh, cute. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> okay. So the transition was rough. Because when I first got here, I was very, like, queer and loud and, like, I'm here and, like, y'all can't tell me so, what to so do. So, to be clear, you are queer. Yes, yes. she's queer. How do you identify bi. yourself? I'm okay. bi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when I first got here, but it wasn't even just about me being queer, but just the way that I dressed. Like, I was super yeah. 
mm, I guess out there and like risque and like I was doing a lot of like no true and can like, you kind of describe that like um, maybe your haircut? Oh, my haircut was super short. Yeah, mm-hmm. super short. So it was like a boy bo- cut. It was a it boy was cut. an undercut. I had a tubalok, yeah. as they say, mm-hmm. you know, undercut on the bottom. And, and it what looked were you really- rocking fashion wise? You uh, so a lot of like baggy pants mm-hmm. and then but like really tight. tops where uh-huh. my shoulders were out Ooh. my back was out yeah so it had like a good 50-50 like mix mm-hmm. and lesbians had no idea what to do with me like, <laughs> you in, mean Korean lesbians yeah Korean lesbians because when I went to the Hongdae like lesbian scene like in Korea as I don't know too much about the gay men scene here like uh-huh. the Korean gay men obviously because I'm not a Korean gay man uh-huh. but <laughs> I'm guessing like it's gonna be similar where they really adhere to like the gender binary where you're either butch like masculine mm-hmm. or your femme feminine like my ex who is now trans well she he doesn't identify himself as trans but i'm like if you have body dysmorphia like that you are you are a trans person mm-hmm. like if you hate your body mm-hmm. and the body that you're in like that's trans um but he was like yeah like korean lesbians like split themselves into like three different categories you're butch your femme or your straight passing. Ooh, what's okay. that? Yeah, straight passing is like you're neither butch nor femme, but if someone saw you on the street, they're not going to be like, oh, that person's gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't fit into any one of those categories because when you look at me, you're going to be like, especially back then with my short haircut and with what I was wearing and my haircut, I, my hair was blue. So, so it's like this 50-50 butch and 50-50 mm-hmm. like femme. Mm-hmm. So it's like very androgynous. Basically. Yeah. So as soon as you saw me, you're like, that, that bitch is gay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I went to the lesbian club in Hongdae. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want crazy people to go there and whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, the lesbians in Korea were like shook. They were like, what is that? Like, we're attracted to her, but we're also like terrified of her. Because no, that's the best type of attraction. Yeah. Cause that's sexy as hell. They were, they were terrified. But mm-hmm. it's funny because Korean men were like that too. Like when I would go to like cake shop or like soap or whatever and like with what I was wearing, like... They were attracted to me, but they were so intimidated Mm -hmm. and they just had no idea what to do with me. So Korean dating when I first got here was real rough and like everyone like it's the same thing. Like even if people wanted to be my friend, they're like, oh, she's so funny. Like she's so cool. But they were really intimidated because I was just so out there. They just don't know how to label you. Yeah. Yeah. And like Koreans love putting people in boxes. So they're like, so when you were uh, exploring the lesbian scene in Mm -hmm. Korea at Mm -hmm. first, Who are you attracted to? Um, Good I, question. So it's not even just about lesbians. It's about people that I like. They have to be more masculine than me. Okay. Like, even though I am pretty, I have a lot of like masculine energy, like behind closed doors, I'm more like, okay, so here's the term. I'm going to teach the kids about this term. Preach, girl. <laughs> Please do educate. Right? Yeah. So there's top and a bottom, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody knows what top means and bottom means. Uh-huh. And then there's a verse, which means you're versatile, versatile. You, right? Mm-hmm. But then right. what I am, right? So like, so it's like split into like a three, a three by three grid, right? So there's dom top, like dominant top, mm-hmm. uh-huh. verse top, submissive top, Damn. right? And then verse, uh, verse top, verse whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then like sub top, Uh, verse or sub bottom verse bottom like bottom bottom but then there's like a 
tenth extra category, which is called a power bottom. Mm-hmm. And a power Yo, that bottom sounds the best, though. It is the best. So, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So, power a, bottom. Yes, a power bottom is when you're on the bottom, but you're controlling the sexual experience from the bottom. Yo, you know what I mean? Whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah. So the top, like, of course, they're like, yeah, like I'm on top, like I'm doing what I do, blah blah blah. blah but I'm controlling the flow. I'm controlling the rhythm. <laughs> I'm controlling like everything uh-huh. that's going on. But I'm allowing the person to. Like, I don't really enjoy being on top. Like, so I took a SM, like, test. Like, because, you know, on Tinder, there's so many of those people with their SM. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, SM profiles. I'm yeah. Like, like, 90% that, yes. 70% really? that. I'm like, y'all are, so, I'm like, ugh, all right, whatever, fine. Like, you know what? If y'all are going to be doing this, I want to do this too. So I took the test and I got, like, basically, like, 100% switch. So uh-huh. switch is like. Is that verse? So yeah. just basically a verse because I like if we're doing foreplay, then I like being on top so I can like control what's going on and like I can turn myself on and you on. But as soon as like insertion is happening, like I'm gonna be what the lesbians call a pillow princess where I'm just receiving y'all. <laughs> starfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey. No, she's not a starfish. No, what? no, no man. What's the difference between a starfish and a pillow princess? Because a starfish is she's just like this yeah. or he's just like this. And the like, pillow princess eagle. is. No, like Pillow Princess is like, listen, like you still gotta put on a show. Like I'm still putting on a show. Like I'm gonna make sure the top is getting what they need. So a Pillow Princess is what? A Pillow Princess is just the person who's like receiving, like a bottom bottom, like a true bottom. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) So I guess in this context, like the top and bottom is about more about like control because Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh gay men top and bottom a lot of that also has to do with penetration Mm -hmm. right so in that regard does penetration have nothing to do with uh lesbian or bi top bottom yeah yeah so um like the lesbians there's a so with my ex who was trans so at that time like they were lesbian Mm -hmm. But he, when he was a lesbian, like, he was what you call a touch-me-not, where you do not touch them, period. Like, wow. you don't touch them. And, like, especially like if you're anywhere. trans, you, you are not allowed to touch them at all. Like, I never even saw them change, like, period. Like, I never got to huh. see them change or their body. Um, but, like, a touch-me-not is when you are not allowed to touch anywhere on their body, but they are fully, like, servicing you, like, period. Like all just w- whatever you want, like with their clothes on. Yeah, with their clothes on. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Touch me not. Mm-hmm. How long were you with this person? Oh uh, wow, our story is like super complicated. So I had no idea I was bi until I got to college, but I had met this person when I was going to international school here in Korea. Uh huh. And then we were friends. And then when I moved to America, we didn't really talk. And then when I got to college, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, a freshman year. He like contacted me out of nowhere and his parents had sent him to like this Christian college in the middle of Ohio because they found out that he was gay. And so he had like, we're talking about a guy or we're talking about your lesbian, lesbian, uh, now trans. trans So at this point he was a lesbian. So like they, his parents had found out that he was gay and they sent him to a Christian college in the middle of Ohio and was like, listen, like, I know we haven't talked in a couple years, but like i miss you and the blah 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 and then i was like oh yeah i miss you too like because we were really really close and ever since i was we were in middle school he was like hojang you're like you're gay 
or you're why you're something. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, in high school, like I didn't have sex with anyone, and like the old, like I was attracted to both boys and girls, but mm-hmm. I didn't have sex with anyone because I was just like, I don't really. And also, like, I went to a Christian international school. My mom raised me in the church. So I was still very like, oh, I don't know. Like, my virginity is like, kind of out of new. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. Um, should I be waiting for Jesus? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Should I save myself for God? Like, I don't really know. Um, but wait, where was I going with this? Uh, back to your ex. ex yeah oh yeah so we like he was always like, yeah, like, you're gay, you're something, you're something. And then in high school, all of my guy friends were like, Hold on, like if you're not gay, you're bi. Like, how could you not want to have sex? <laughs> how could you not want to have sex? I was like, ugh. I'm like, I don't know. Y'all just don't interest me. Like, my chooch is not feeling anything towards you guys, so it's just not working. And then in college, we w- after he called me on Thanksgiving, we talked almost every single day for like mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. and then. At that time, I had lost my virginity to this piece of shit white guy. Um, Damn. But What's his name? His name is Taj. Taj? His name's Taj? Yeah, I don't and know. And he's white? Yeah, but he looked like Brad Pitt during Fight Club. Like, he looked... Yeah, that's kind of hot, though. I know. He was fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was fine. Okay. Um, but he was a piece of shit white boy. Um, so, I was, like, dealing with that and, like... Uh, so my ex was like helping me through that, but, like, they were... Get- I could tell that they were getting jealous about what was going on. Um with- with Taj, Fight, Fight with Club, Taj, yeah, with Fight Brad Club, right? Oh, he was a fine. He was such a piece of shit, but he was so good to look at. Um, so that was what was happening. But then after like the Taj thing happened, I like after like the like the sex haze or like the virginity, like you know, like when you lose your virginity, you kind of tend to like latch. So after that kind of like dissipated, I was like, oh, oh, you're like horrible as a human so Mm -hmm. goodbye so i blocked him on like everything and then i was like oh to my ex i was like i kind of feel like we're dating like we've been talking every single day and he was like well do you want to be dating like i'm a i'm still a girl like at the point he was still a girl i was like yeah yeah why not Mm -hmm. and then we did start dating and then he flew me out to ohio and then we had like (laughs) like honestly i wish i had waited to lose my virginity because it was like one of the most memorable and best sex i've ever had in my life like it was Mm -hmm. so but he was a touch me not yeah but he was a touch me not so it's just like full service yeah and i mean i mean you're like like, damn girl i was just getting my nut left and right like it was (laughs) (laughs) it was so good um Um, but then after that experience i um oh yeah so our breakup was really bad like he ended up moving back to korea and then he just like was like i can't do this anymore my life is kind of a mess and i don't want to drag you into it and at the time i was very like no like i want to be your ride or die like i'm so loyal to you like i don't care how hard it gets and he just like cut it off like you know what i mean like cut you off yeah he just like cut me off and like which is funny because before that had happened, I had already bought a plane ticket to Korea to like visit him <gasps> for the summer. It's like a movie. Oh my god! So I was like, Great. it's like Brokeback Mountain, like lesbian version. <laughs> yeah. Broke for- Broke Vag Mountain. Yeah. Um, but so I did come to Korea, and then even though he had like cut me off, he still wanted to be friends, and I was like, honey. You broke my heart. You do not gain access to my life. So you did come to Korea, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you guys still like somehow got in touch, and mm-hmm. he wanted to meet up. 
he did he wanted to meet up but i was like nah 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 but then he so i ended up like meeting one of our mutual friends and then so her name she, i don't actually i don't want to say her name so she was like oh you know like actually like i'm gonna go to a club with a couple of friends like you should come with i was like yeah sure she was like yeah like we're gonna get a table i was like ker 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 and then i show up and my ex was there with her damn oh. and i was like bitch was this girl also like a lesbian ambushed. or yeah, okay, yeah yeah like a female lesbian. and they were dating <gasps> what what yeah what kind of shit is that see it's that okay. is a shady move okay but like the lesbian dating scene is a mess because so okay. i've heard mm-hmm. but Please i feel tell. like i hear that um like everywhere just because it's a lot smaller and yeah. it's like everyone dates everyone yeah. and you can't escape that that yeah. community or circle really though so I remember like that happened and we met at the club and he was like, we've been friends for like eight years. You're just going to throw away our friendship. I was like, first of all, bitch, you <laughs> threw me away first. Bitch. Yeah. Let me start off with that. Yeah, literally. Like that's my first point. Second of all, like I need time to process the heartbreak. Like you really, A, were my first love and B, like help me discover a huge part of who I am. So like this is not just AKA the orgasm. Yeah, honestly, really. Yeah. So fine. Oh, I guess that ties it to my sexuality. But like, I was like, I need time to move on from this, and you can't just be like, well, I want to be your friend. I was like, you're so- wait. At this point, um, how much time had passed since? Like, not even a month. Oh, oh okay, yeah, because not she booked the ticket month. right away. Yeah, mm. like this was before the breakup. So I was like, you need to give me time to just yeah figure this out. And then so that's crazy. They ambushed you. Yeah, and my best friend. So after she found out about what happened with my ex, and then my ex's girlfriend at the time, like messaged my ex and was like, "What is wrong with you? Like, who does shit? But like actually, that? yeah, like who yeah. does that? Like that's Wh- so wild. Okay, what did? he want he just he wanted to be a part of my life like basically but That's not so in selfish. a relationship with you yeah but not in it's That's so, so selfish. selfish it's yeah. so inviting selfish. you to the club with his new girlfriend yeah and yeah. then so then what he said was well hojung is the one hanging out with my girlfriend all the time i was like i had no idea mm. y'all were dating in the first place yeah so i hit up that girl and i was like listen i I'm not mad about you two dating because they're out of my life now. So I don't have any like... You guys do your thing. Yeah, you guys do your thing. But what you're not going to do is make me to look like a fool because that's not what I'm, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to be a sneaky snake ass bitch, you could have <laughs> at least been forward about it. And we could have had a grown ass woman conversation. Yeah. But you didn't. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, bitch. Bitch. So fuck you. But also like, I hope you're doing well. shout out to also uh, love and peace yeah shout out to you because you're struggling in life right now and i know things are hard so that's very mature of you that's like that's like spiritual yeah this honestly feels like a zani (laughs) (laughs) no but no but it's who doesn't love a good you know story about their act that's so so interesting though Mm -hmm. it was a mess and you know i am kind of more interested in uh, or uh, curious about like the lesbian scene and you said it's very complicated and people get around Mm -hmm. and so oh man all right so with the same ex so this was when i was in college Uh right so when i moved back to korea it was like my ex knew i was gonna be back in korea because when i was in my layover in china they dm'd me out of nowhere and was like like, yeah was like how you been i was like Hmm. 
And obviously, because I was moving back and I didn't have that many friends here at the time, I was like, oh, you know, I'm actually moving back to Korea. And they were like, well, we should meet up for drinks. I was like, okay. And then <laughs> we met up again and then we ended up like dating again. But no like, way with your ex, uh-huh, your first uh-huh, boyfriend uh-huh, or girlfriend. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <gasps> it's, I know, just like hearing. <laughs> um, what so, was that like? We started dating again, and this time, though, the power structures were all different because I was more aware of my sexuality. Like, I had graduated from, you know, like, a big college in America, and, like, I took a lot of, like, gender and sexuality classes, so I was, like, super well-versed. Plus, like, I was just coming off the high of my styling stuff that I was doing in America, like, my makeup stuff. Like, so I was just a fully realized, well, not fully, but, like, almost fully realized person, and my ex again dumped me just out of the blue just out of the blue and what they said was honestly you're shining too bright for me and i don't think i can handle this <laughs> that's literally what he said that's oh, literally that's what he hilarious. said that's literally what he said and he would drag me around to all these different places to meet his ancient ass friends and like old people no they were like they were lesbians too and then oh my god like i remember once we were at the lesbian club and he was straight up grinding on other bitches and i was like uh i was like listen like i don't know what kind of women you were dating before me but i am not allowing disrespect to happen in front of my face so i just straight up went to the bar didn't talk to him didn't look at him and he kept like grabbing my face and grabbing my waist and being like why aren't you talking to me i was like so aggressive i was like you just disrespected me so i'm not gonna let that shit fly so after that we left the club and like me and then like his friends or whatever um like i straight up just ignored his entire existence and he did not like that and so after like the whole night um occurred i can't even really remember the details but he was like i'm just like i was just grinding with them because like you know how closeted korean lesbians are i'm just like helping them like find more oh, of their wow. sexuality it's a social cause uh, wow. i was like oh yeah. really if you want to help the lesbians why don't you go into politics then <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god this guy just seems like a bad guy yeah he's like, like bad top of top city yeah yeah that's not cool pure trash yeah. real trash real trash <laughs> Well, you know hope what? you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. Hope you're doing well. Yes. Because you're going through tough times. Mm-hmm. Hold on there. Mm-hmm. Well, that was so interesting. I really do think we got to get like really deep into your love story in a Zani episode. But <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yes, I'm so down. So this crossover episode is happening. <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. Okay. Oh, and also I feel like, Ho-jung, you, um, you should kind of tell us briefly about um, the creative stuff you're working on here. Oh. True that. So I am currently, I don't want to just say stylist because like, honestly, I'm too smart to just be a stylist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, really, like what I want to be is like a creative director. Like, Mm -hmm. so um, I've always done styling stuff and I've always done makeup and when I was in America. But what I also like really enjoyed was like bringing the models together like deciding on the concept of what we're going to be doing and like the choosing the photographer and like kind of like thinking about all that all of those different things so when i moved to korea i was like i don't just want to be a stylist where someone is telling me what the concept is or telling me what the vibe of the music video or whatever is going to be like i want to be the one deciding that so currently i am styling and doing all these different things but i am putting the shoots together and coming up with the ideas of and the messages that i want to be spreading 
out into the Korean atmosphere. Of love. Of love. And you're doing YouTube. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. She's a YouTuber. <laughs> so what's so, up with the YouTube stuff? Um, so I really just wanted to... Ever since I was in like college, I think, or even high school, everyone's like, can you please start a YouTube? Like, please. I was like, I don't even know what to talk about. They're like, you could just sit in front of the camera for 20 minutes and and just talk and I will watch it. And before, like, I wasn't really sure. I was like, I don't feel like I have a lot to say. But now that I am at the age of where I am. I feel like I have enough knowledge and life experience to back up. Even like, even if we were talking about like, let's say like Kylie Jenner and Drake, um, I could like go off into like a 20 minute tangent about what's wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it would, it basically is just me like talking about things that I care about, about like feminism and um, queer stuff and fashion and whatever. I'll just mix it all into like a one little hot pot and figure it out from there. Yeah. And who doesn't love hot pot? Everyone loves all my Maratang. Shout out Maratang. Oh, are you a Maratang fan? I am. Who is a Maratang fan, though? I am obsessed. I'm obsessed. We should really go get some Maratang because I have that shit like at least three times a week. Okay, I'm down. And I know all the best spots okay, I'm in down. the city. Okay. Okay. I just remember when I had Mara in Sinsadong last time. It was legit. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my face spot is there. There's like 10 different Mara places in Karazuki, so. I'm your I'm your girl for okay. anything. Yeah, related. you used to live in Hong Kong, so I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, know. I do. Yeah, she is an expert. Yeah. So wait, um, oh wait, no, I wanted you to um, kind of also share mm-hmm. with us because you briefly mentioned mm-hmm. message messaging mm-hmm. when it came to you know creating these shoots. Mm-hmm. So could you kind of explain what? you meant by that yeah so when i was in america like when my styling and like creative direction first started i was like first of all i'm not seeing like the people that i want to see like whether it's like asians or black women or hispanic women i was like i'm not seeing the women that i want to see representation yeah so i started a portfolio called unbleached where i chose women of color Mm-hmm. and i didn't bleach their skin at all i like barely photoshopped their faces and i just left them at their like natural state and like obviously like of course it was makeup on or whatever but i just tried to be as diverse with that and also just like showcase that when like beauty just comes all in like all of these different different sizes and shapes and colors and whatever and then fenty beauty came out like pretty soon after so i was like all right so you know what like this is the wave that everybody needs to be riding and i think that it's going to work Mm -hmm. so because like i really think that fashion and music is such a great medium for change because everybody just like digests it on a daily basis like i'm one of those people that can't walk around without music on if i'm alone i'm like that too. yeah i need to have my like my earphones in my ears at all times Mm -hmm. so um and like everybody loves music videos like i remember like do you guys remember like um freestyle with like dpr live and like sick k and like like so that so i remember when that first came out um i thought it was really good but what i loved was the music video Mm. it was like super oriental and like red lights and like you know those like like those sliding doors with the paper and wood Mm -hmm. and like that was like such a korean cultural piece that i could just show to my friends who are not korean and be like yo like look at what my people be doing (laughs) you know what i mean like so i really loved that so when i 
was in America and after Trump got elected, I was like, fuck, like, I really don't want to be here. And so after I like started diving back into my Korean, like cultural stuff, like with fashion and music, I was like, all right, like Korea's onto something. Korea's doing something. Korea doesn't really exactly know what, but it's doing but something. something is happening over there. So I got to be over there. Yeah. I mean, you did mention earlier before we went into the studio about like how the baton was kind of passed on to Korea. Mm-hmm. And I really do think it's true uh, in terms of like pop culture. Mm-hmm. A big, I, I think a lot of it is actually still in the States, mm-hmm. but also a big chunk of that baton is actually in South Korea in terms of like pop culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause like I love Twitter. Like y'all don't understand how much I love Twitter. I'm on it constantly, <laughs> but like my Twitter, how I follow is like black Twitter k-pop twitter and gay twitter Mm -hmm. and when k-pop like and when they all intersect it is the most amazing thing in the world but like it's so insane how much like they really look to asia for culture like Mm -hmm. like k-pop twitter is insane they like these people majority of like the people that are on k-pop twitter are not even korean yeah Mm -hmm. i've seen it i used to be on twitter a lot too but it is and they're so passionate they love it it's insane they love it they love it. Yeah, Koreans don't really understand it because they really love these like Korean things. And for a Korean Korean, they think it's kind of tacky because they want to move on to the next like mm-hmm. maybe Western thing mm-hmm. or some trend. But these people are like trying to dig into more of like the Korean stuff, like the yeah. authentic Korean stuff. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is kind of coming back full circle now. Like, like uh, for instance, uh, Peggy Goo's like Starry Night music oh, video had oh. a lot of like Korean themes in it. Right? I loved that music video. And so it's like, you know, like... And she's actually Kyopo as well. So it's like, you know, I can kind of feel how as a Kyopo, she realizes that the Western audience wants the Korean stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't want like the westernized Kyopo. I don't think she's Kyopo. I think she just like went to study there at a late... Well, it depends I think, what you well, would call it. In, in terms of like the age that she went uh, abroad, Overseas. it's probably mm-hmm. not considered typical Kyopo. Yeah. But I think she's quite Kyopo like uh, in terms of personality. Like, I think she's more comfortable speaking English than right, she is Right, but that's not Korean. actually... I'm just being anal about the... Defi- like, it's semantics. Yeah. But I feel like she's just a person that, you know, like, moved to... Was it the UK, Europe or something? Uh-huh. And then just really embraced yeah. both sides. Like, so mm. she's, like, living in Europe, but she also has always been very much rooted with her Korean elements. Like, she has a fashion line that's very... Like, there's hitchies on it and stuff. It's super But that's dope. exactly why I think she's Kyopo, because a Korean wouldn't do that. But yeah, semantic-wise, like, Kyopo might not be the best word. There's uh-huh. also, like, 1.5 and that yeah, stuff. Yeah. She oh might be probably closer to 1.5. Like, What's a 1.5? A 1.5 is when you're not, like, uh, second like, generation, yeah. but you're kind of in between. Uh, she's definitely not a 1.5. I think it's just some... You would I think either, she's close to 1.5. I feel like usually you would call those people who actually just, uh, at a late, later age, like, whether it's high school or college, you study abroad, you just call them yuaksangs, but there's different degrees of like how much you yeah. um, assimilate into the culture that you Ooh. move to. So there are yuaksangs that actually, I know a ton of yuaksangs that studied abroad in like the UK or the US and they barely speak English. Yeah, 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 yeah. but they're still super Korean. <laughs> and then Korean. even Kyopos, you have like second generation immigrants and stuff that actually don't. Like I know people who just like lived in Cape Town all their lives. Like yeah, in they LA, can't speak they English can and they can't speak Korean. Those yeah. are the funniest couples. They yes. can't speak any language. Yes. Like, yo, what's up, man? I actually have two friends that are like that. And it's just like, okay, it's Yonggegogo. Like, you literally speak zero languages. Yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like we went off on a brief tangent. But what I mean to say is, like, I feel like I just wouldn't call her a because, like, I disagree with you that only a kyopo would do that. Mm. I feel like it just really depends on 
what makes you proud about your culture. Well, I haven't seen any Koreans do it. Well, I, uh, I beg to differ. I beg right. to differ as okay, well. Okay, give uh, because, me some examples. Because Anangne, right? By Mino. Wait, I don't... Yeah, like, I don't think I've oh, seen yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That music video gave me my entire life. <laughs> oh, my God. You should definitely check it out. It afterwards. is so... Hit me up with it. Good. Like, he basically... What's like, it about? The gist, the gist of the song is... Uh, the woman that he's singing about is in a relationship with another man. And, and he's Anangne like, means woman. So it's yeah, like, like fiance. Like yeah. he's like, I miss you. Like, I really, really miss you. I can't stop thinking about you. Like that's the gist of the song. But like basically how it starts off is he's in a bed uh, or he's in a bed in a field of karte. Right. So like he's saying like the woman is kind of like a karte where she's just like constantly going Freezing, back and forth to him. Yeah. And, forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so then he also is like a like a Korean king. Like he has like the Korean king like where like the royal. Oh, it was so the good. imagery is so intense. And it was like and red so and beautiful. And like his like sea of bitches are also wearing the <laughs> like they were beautiful. They had like the, the slick and like the tight bun in the back. And they were wearing like the humble but without like the outer layer. Yeah. So it was like very risque, right, for back in the day or whatever. But I was like, this is sexy. I was like, yes. But like, that's what I want to see more of Koreans doing. Yeah. Like, I just want, like, you don't have, and like, he also references Trot in the song itself. Like, he like samples Trot beats. So I was like, oh my God, you know, yes. The rest <laughs> of the album was kind of, uh, but that song, yeah. Like, I really wish that like Koreans, because we are now exporting culture, I want more of like a Korean just like message like or like culturally like this is who we are as people or whatever like instead of just a copy of something else, which right. is uh-huh. all of fashion and whatever. It's a copy of a copy of a copy of a whatever. But if we're going to be copying, at least copy from our own shit. I don't know. It's true. Mm-hmm. I feel like Koreans always love the Korean stuff. It was just like now it's just more hipster. Mm. yeah like i want to see a big either a rapper or a k-pop or whatever like do a music video in like a pocha or something and just like flex in a pocha like i want to see that <laughs> well i mean like uh i feel like it might have been done i, yeah, I yeah. just What's don't his face um the, the main guy sai he he his he has lots of scenes in pochas i love it in his music yeah. videos where he's just fucking shit up in the pocha i love it yeah <laughs> i need but, to watch but, more but, korean okay. so i guess the point that i'm trying to make i'm not trying to say that koreans don't do like Korean artists don't make any Korean content, but I feel like the way it's packaged is very, very important. For instance, the way Psy packages his like Korean references in the music mm-hmm. videos or the way Peggy Goo does it is distinctly like for a Western audience. And mm. I feel like the music video that you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, what, 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 what's, I, I yeah. feel like it's going to have a completely different Korean vibe than like Peggy Goo's Starry Night or yeah. Psy's. Yeah, for sure. Like it's Korean in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so when I see Peggy Goo's Starry Night music video, I feel like it's Korean in the way where it's packaged for Western people. Mm-hmm. And there's a type of Korean content created by Koreans, which I think is a little bit uh, more deep. It's, it's mm-hmm. less surface level stuff. It is definitely stuff. more nuanced. Yeah, and that's why I said I feel like her content is more like Kyopo Korean mm-hmm. uh-huh. content. That's why I really love Anangne. Like, but okay, so there is also this brand called Sunday School, which is started by a Kyopo. Um, and their message is like legalizing marijuana here in Korea. Right, but that is like such a distinctly like kyopo thing, you know, to to want to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So a lot of like their clothes, like uh, or their shoes. I don't know if they sell it, but you know, like a lot of their shoes have like that hat, that like 
the kingly type oh, hat. Oh, the, the, the hats that the young buns wore. Yes, like the black yes. The cotton. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. The cotton. Yeah, and then there's also like Ise, like the IISC brand, which is like Ise, you know, like second generation, and they have a lot of Korean imagery. So I like that's those are the kind of brands that I do like, and like Blindness, which is taking like masculine men and putting them in like chiffon or lace or like pearls and just gender bending. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the brands that I really like, and I think that Korea is doing a lot of stuff, but also just Korea just really loves like. You know, like, ugh, but not even just Korea. That everybody just loves what's trendy and pop and all that, all of those stuff and stuff that's a little bit more underground or a little bit like more nuanced when it comes to their message. Like, not everybody's gonna pick up on it and be like, "Oh, that's really cool." Mm. So, I don't think it's just a Korea thing. I think it's like a worldwide. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody just wants what's easy and familiar, and like what's mainstream right yeah. now. Yeah, I I also think it's a very Western thing to say something like. Oh, you gotta get back to your heritage. You gotta get uh-huh. back to your roots. Like you gotta like stop trying to be something else. Like be yeah. your root, mm-hmm. and that's like the hanboks, you know, the palaces, the yeah. traditional Korean food. Like it is also very Western because we can say to Korea, like, oh, like why don't you do the traditional stuff? Like, well, yo, that's a very like Western implication to mm-hmm. say go back to your roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually is. Mm. It's a lot like. Like, oh, I was talking about this with one of my friends. Like, it's, it is really orientalist for me to be like, oh, well, you know, like, I just don't think, like, so when I first got here, I was like, well, I'm going to wear what it is that I want. But at the same time, like, it's, we are still living in a Confucianist oriented, like, super conservative, like, society. It's so crazy. It's Confucianist capitalist. I know. It's, it's wild. It's Korea's Confucian wild. capitalism. I know. So it's Confucian it's capitalism. Like, coined it here first boys and girls exactly because like like the thing with feminism in korea like it has such a bad rep but to try to place western ideals in a conservative society is just not gonna work it's Mm -hmm. not gonna work western ideals are not nuanced enough to figure out what it is that's going on over here and like i feel like um korean feminism is trying to like warp western feminism to try to fit into a box that is like it's two completely different things like the west and east like me having my titties out in the street of new york and not wearing a bra and literally wearing a mesh shirt is totally fine but here in korea like that's like offensive Mm -hmm. that's like Mm -hmm. totally offensive like if i saw someone with their titties out with no like with no bra on i would be offended in korea yeah or like even very interesting yeah so like i would be i'd be like what it's just because it's it's different. Like, so what would your it's opinion be? So, so for instance, recently there is like the whole no bra movement. So mm-hmm. what would your take be on the no bra movement in Korea? Um, I mean, like if people were down for it, mm-hmm. then I think that's that's fine. But I don't know if it's going to take as much of a of a viral thing that it did in America. Because I remember when my um, friends from New York got here, they're like super Brooklyn and they're like really artistic and they're even even though they're both straight like one of my guy friends is straight he's like super well integrated into the gay scene and he's like actually such an ally but i was wearing a bra he's like hold on why are you wearing a bra (laughs) (laughs) and but then a part of me yeah a part of me was also kind of like offended i'm like well also like i'm in a whole new country like i need to be respectful of its societal rules so um i think it's inherently like racist and orientalist to be like well well, i'm like but western (laughs) ideals just aren't gonna work here so we need to so then what do korean feminists need to do because clearly Mm. they can't just take western feminism and drop it into korea Mm -hmm. so what needs to be done and where do you think the compromises or like the innovations need to happen 
So, um, I think so. There's this Netflix show called Top Boy. Have you guys seen Top Boy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Is it available in Korean Netflix? Yes. Cool. Oh, adding it it's to my list. Oh, so good. So basically, it's not about Koreans, but it's about like black masculinity, and it talk like. So I remember, like, back when I was, like, a young little feminist when I was in college. I was like, fuck men, men are trash. Like, y'all can go suck a dang. Like, I was doing all that. But, like, the masculine experience is still so stressful. Like, so with, like, my, I'm, like, briefly touching back on my dating life. Like, my last ex and then this guy that I almost got into a relationship with. Oh, man, I have so much meat on over that guy. Are they both, like, straight guys? Yeah, they're both straight. Okay. Are you doing well? I miss you so much. <laughs> yo, yo, let's shout out to him right now. Let's. Uh, His nickname is Paris Guy because he wants to study in Paris. Paris Guy, 10 second message to Paris Guy. Paris Guy, um, we like briefly flirted over our DMs a couple of days ago <laughs> and like I really miss you. So I really hope that like you do come back to me because you promised me that you would come back to me. So just saying I miss you. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, let's all pray for Paris Guy yes. and the Korean Empress. Um, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> but um, like, so because now that I'm in Korea with like I now have my own apartment like before I was living with my grandma but I have my own apartment and I'm like I have a nice Hush salary used to live with a grandma oh uh, yeah I was just gonna say yeah <laughs> connection um but you know it's like I make so basically like what I've realized is I just tend to make more money than the men I've just realized like Damn. it's just pretty normal now like it doesn't matter men here you mean or you meant the like- men here mm-hmm. the men here but i think it also has to do with the fact that they have to go to kunde for two years so they're going to be like two okay. years a behind schedule behind. like they i actually included that in my video but i don't know enough about the experience so i edited it out but what i basically was saying like i'm not saying that there's no growth involved in kunde like obviously you're going to be learning a lot of different shit but at the end of the day societally like you ain't making no money mm-hmm. you still didn't graduate college like we we as women are out here two years ahead of schedule because now especially in korea like this is the first time women have ever been as educated and have it they're more educated money. than men and exactly. they're doing better at school and they're doing better in the offices exactly like mm-hmm. we out here doing what we gotta do and <laughs> with the men like because like i'm a kill pool like i don't really know people here so i have to be on tinder or like dating apps or whatever and like Mm -hmm. i don't really go to the clubs as often as i do um so but like the guys that i'm meeting like they really feel emasculated by it they really really feel emasculated by it and i'm like listen baby let me be the financial top as long as you pull you know you top me in bed or whatever like i'm gonna (laughs) fuck but like masculinity even in and of itself is still difficult like they still have the pressures of leading the family and like carrying on the family bloodline and like now like women more than ever don't want to have kids and Mm -hmm. all these different things like there's all these different social changes that are going on um so i feel like feminism in america is very like we want equal pay and but i think that with feminism in korea it should just be there needs to be more flexibility and we just need to even before we even impl- like put the ideals into Korea, we just need to have an open conversation about what's really going on between the sexes. Because like with like my exes, they, I don't think they fully really understood why they were so upset. Like, mm? but that's the that's the hardest thing. Yeah. The open like what you just mentioned about open conversations. Like, I read a uh, opinion column in the mm-hmm. Korean newspaper mm-hmm. where 
essentially the guy said there's no other country in the world where the guys hate the girls and mm-hmm. the girls hate the guys as much as they do in Korea. Interesting. Like the sexes hate each other in Korea. Yeah. And so that opened like if you go to any like news article about like gender issues, if you read the comments, mm-hmm. the picker, I know it's like, really tabi also. It's like, really yeah. like, they just they're just at each other's throats. There's no dialogue. I but I also think it's because it's like a lack of I don't want to say lack of education because that's not it, but it's more just like in the West, there's talks about toxic masculinity. And I think more and more now there's also talks about like toxic femininity because I've met women here. I'm like, ew. Oh, yeah. both exist. Yeah. For sure. I'm like, yeah. I fucking hate you. Like, even though I'm gay, like, like I I'm, would a, never... I'm a bi feminist yeah. Korean woman and you're just too much. Yeah. I'm like, I would never want to date. Like, ooh. I'm like, <laughs> You're judging her as a woman, right? I'm judging her as a woman. So I remember like she, so when I got here, uh, I was talking about my ex and he is an apprentice. He is a tattoo apprentice and he's Mm -hmm. apprenticing under a woman. And I'm like, first of all, you're humble enough to do that. I mean, he was kind of a piece of shit, but you know what? That's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is like things are changing now and you're under her. Right. And so you're not getting the money that you want, but you're still like putting your man pride to the side and learning under a woman true so you know that shows enough humility but i think you uh, like him as a person just wasn't ready for a relationship which is fine um but like he again because he's an apprentice didn't have money Mm -hmm. right so i was like all right um yeah okay i'll just pay for everything it's fine because i care about you so it's not like it's not like i'm like well you owe me something but it's more just like i care about you well in bed he does have to put out out. yeah you have to put out because i'm paying for it and also i'm (laughs) going to talk about my hopes and dreams (laughs) and you gotta you have to listen to it and be supportive exactly exactly (laughs) so um so i remember i was like talking to one of my onis about it and she was like you're paying for stuff? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, but a woman should never pay for like the motel or hotel or like a woman should like never have to do all this. Uh, okay. Or like a woman should never have to blah, blah, so blah, blah, So that's more blah, like blah. vomiting on like the traditional girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's like, listen, like of course, like we are not equal. So like, I honestly want to be treated better. Like I don't want to be equal. I want to be treated better because of all the bullshit that I have to deal with as a woman, like anyway. So like, I don't mind paying for stuff and anything, but it's more just like, I think the issue is, or like, or if they're going to pay for stuff, that's fine too. But I think the issue is more like, when she was like, well, but like, we as women, like, we have to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but that's mm-hmm. toxic too, though. Because that's not taking into consideration, like, he then has to bust his ass. Like, what are you doing then? But I think Korea in and of itself, like, it, we're not a society where we're going to, like, sit down and be like, so, like, what's wrong with us? Yeah, you true. know, we got to save face. <laughs> but if marijuana was legalized, I feel like open conversations <laughs> yeah. would be a little bit easier. You know what I mean? People would chill out more. Yeah, I think Koreans are, we as a people are very prideful. Too much Han, too much pride, too much Han. Oh my gosh, we talked about Han in our last yeah. episode. So the last thing I kind of wanted to ask you, Hojong, was mm-hmm. uh, throughout your journey of you know being like super liberal and like having moved back here and mm-hmm. pursuing your creative dreams. Like, do you think? What do you think about placing Western ideals on an Eastern culture like like Korea? Hmm. And has your thoughts changed in any way since? living here 
So when I first got here, I was like, every woman should have their titties out, men should blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But then after like dating both Korean men and Korean women. Which we're going to talk about in a Zani episode <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> I just think what Korea needs more than anything is just giving them the freedom to explore first before we even are like we should do this and we should try that and blah 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 like try all these new cool different things i think what really is needed is more just like the freedom to even learn about these different things like with my last shoot like with the model that i used i was like i really know that if you do learn a little bit of english like you could be so successful like you are such a you have the most beautiful face he has the most incredible cheekbones and like jawline and his eyes are so beautiful and i think like even like men who men and women who don't fit into like you know like the typical like k-pop like bubble of like good looking or whatever they don't even know that they're beautiful so i think that korea as a culture what we really need first is more like embracing our flaws that's not like Like embracing of flaws and embracing of imperfections, but just being allowing ourselves to be ourselves. Like I feel like Korea, the biggest issue is we always have to present a front to everybody, mm -hmm. and culturally, like we're always like, oh, like we're the best, like we're doing the most, like we're doing this, we're doing that. But yeah. it's like Korea, the K-pop industry is so dirty, is so nasty, <laughs> and mm -hmm. like that's a really good point, I think, and mm -hmm. because also like having to put up a front is not just happening in like the traditional or like the straight, but. A lot of the kind of feminist movement mm -hmm. is also putting up a front. Mm -hmm. Like instead of, like you said, maybe exploring mm -hmm. like what it means to be a feminist mm -hmm. or exploring all the different things it means to be a woman, mm -hmm. people are some people are putting up a front for the sake of the issue, mm -hmm. and maybe that's not really uh, the right order. Yeah, because when I last. year last like april i went back to the states to like get my shit together like or not shit but like get my mental together because mm -hmm. i was like really struggling here like money wise everything but when i went back to brooklyn and i was like meeting like my queer friends who i thought were like really cool and i really respected them they had nothing really interesting to say like at mm -hmm. all they had like nothing really interesting like they they had just like stagnated meanwhile like even though koreans like they I have had issue my my issues here in Korea with like native Koreans or whatever but like Koreans are even though like when you first look at Koreans like and they blend into whatever because it is so homogenous like but then you talk to them they're like some of the craziest like psychotic people you've ever met in your <laughs> life I'm like what is wrong with you There's a lot of characters for yeah, sure yeah it's very diverse It's super diverse and I think that Korea isn't allowing itself to explore these different voices because they just you know like they would rather just hear a celebrity talk or something yeah and i think what you said is interesting because i think even korean like native koreans know this mm -hmm. and the one there are so many koreans that feel topped up in their mm -hmm. own society and by that i mean they just feel like uh you know there isn't enough diversity and so mm -hmm. obviously that's changing so yeah korea definitely has this thirst for modern things yeah and like progressiveness but then it's also mixed with the fear of losing its tradition and then there's the older generation so it's like like you said earlier it's kind of this big hot pot like yeah. delicious Asian but i do hot think it's cutting edge like i do think that the issues that are going in korea it's just it's not korea just dealing with traditional issues trying to balance it into a modern world 
modernity in Korea is really at the forefront of what modernity is in mm-hmm. general, like mm-hmm. worldwide, global. Mm-hmm. And so it's super interesting to be here, as you all probably feel. Ugh, I'm addicted to Korea. That's why I here, love right? being here. I can't leave. I'm not leaving anymore. I'm all honey. Oh, no, no. <laughs> She's not leaving. Yeah, just cut, let's just live here and like go for a m a d a dates like every week. Okay. Down. <laughs>